When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. they knock over the English. It's a squad that has got some injury issues and some availability issues, obviously, up there in Newcastle. Packed house. It was a rollicking affair and... Uh, as sport would have it, Danelle Wallen was right in the middle of it, right in the end, and a running finger roll layup. It was. I don't, with seven seconds left. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever seen a goal like it in netball, to be honest. <laughs> Shardy Layton, former skipper of the Diamonds, uh, one of the Australian greats, of course. Shans, thanks for joining us. Um, have you, have you, can you believe the story that we watched unfold last night? Boys. The gods were watching. That is all I have to say. I think, like, literally, just like you said, um, you couldn't script it better, but I just think you cannot underestimate. And, Gazy, you can speak to this. Andy, you I'll not listen. so much because, you know, the professional Shan, sportsman. I'll, I'll listen. But, uh, yeah. how hard is it, Gazy? How yes. bloody hard is it mm. to perform under yes. pressure without anything else going on yeah. on the world stage? No, it right? is extraordinary. And then you add... Yep. It was extraordinary. And then to add on top of that everything that has gone on Mm. and for her to come onto the court, so coming off the bench is also one of the hardest things that you can do to be able to come on, get the read of the play and perform straight away in the last 10 minutes of a match to get the first ball and score a goal and then to win a game. Um, You know, I still have to mention Kate Maloney's stunning intercepts that got her the ball. Um, But it was magnificent and to show the strength of character, um, you know, how, how beautiful she was, how hard it would have been to face up to the media for the first time after that game and to be so well-spoken. Mm. Um, it was, I can say, I watched World Cups growing up. I played in my own winning World Cups, but that was one of the most proudest moments I've ever had of being an Australian netballer. Well, Shani, and I should say Shani Norder, of course. I've known mm. you as Leighton for all these years, but <laughs> and most of us have. But Shani Norder, of course. Well, why, Shans? Why? Why did you have that reaction? Do you think? Well, just because of what the players have had to withstand over the last two weeks, um, it never should have been as public um, as what it was. And, um, you know, not all the truth, I think, was out there. There was a lot of misreporting about um, what went on. And they, you know, they carried a lot of the load of what happened um, when it was really, it was the whole sports issue. And so for them to stand together um, to back themselves up. I think it's been well reported that we have a sisters in arms motto that we carry through about leaving the bib in a better place than, than when you, where you get it. But I watched that game and I went, that's what we represent. Mm. That's what Australian netball is all about. Um, we have each other's backs no matter what. And this is definitely um, probably the toughest 
um, any of our netballers, anything that we've ever had to face, um, and they had to endure that. And you're not meant to know how to react mm. in these situations. Mm. Um, conversations should be had behind closed doors to be able to hopefully come to a resolution, but unfortunately this played out on the, the public stage. Mm. Um, and... No one knows, um, you know, unless you've been in that situation. Footy deals with it all the time, boys. And mm. Andy, this is probably where you've got more experience than, than old Gazy, old lanky legs over there. But um, <laughs> so, but you know, so AFL deals with this stuff all the time, but netball doesn't. No. And um, you know, it just shows where sports going. But also that it's a bigger issue. Mm. Um, you know, Gazy, thank you um, for speaking up, but. You know, there's been a heap of people that've spoken up about it, whether it be sports people, people in the media. Um, but it just shows that this is a much larger issue than just what um, Netball Australia mm. is facing, and they've just been the catalyst for this conversation. Hey, Sean, uh, can you tell us a little bit how it got to the point that it did? Because as you mentioned, I think we all would assume that these are the conversations if they had have been kept behind closed doors. Could have been resolved. Would have, would have thought, might have, yeah. By the sound of things, it would have been resolved. How Do you have any take on how it, it got to where it eventually landed? Well, yeah, well, it's been reported. Um, so, obviously, these conversations were being had um, before the first test, um, but it was very close to the first test, and there wasn't a result that had been come to or it hadn't been been discussed as of yet and the players were given a dress without the logo on it an hour before their first game right or before they left for their first game so by them obviously wearing that dress that they were given to wear it was automatically in the public eye um, about the discussions that are being had why that happened we don't know so whether um, netball australia chose to do that, um, whether Netball Australia had talked to Hancock and they decided that's what was best, I don't know. But that decision wasn't on the players. Yes, because players had to wear that dress, it was then thought that they were protesting. And then the kind of narrative ran from there. And as you guys know, you work in the media. Yeah. Once the narrative takes hold and runs, it's very hard to get a different story out there of what had actually happened. But I think now, especially after last night, the truth is starting um, to come out. And and do, do, does, when you look at it, and, you know, you're not completely removed from it, uh, do you have a – does someone need to be a, accountable for what happened? Well, I just look at other sports, guys, and I just think things like this, like when – something goes down and there's multiple um, things that have happened here in regard to obviously the dress that I just spoke about, but also Nepal Australia signed a statement of declaration to look after our Indigenous players better, but then also the pathway for Indigenous people. And, um, you know, Danelle Wallam should never have been out in the limelight. She should have been protected during this time and and she wasn't. Um, So, yeah, I do think that um, someone in Nepal Australia needs to be held accountable for everything that's happened in the last couple of weeks because it wasn't fair on, um, you know, obviously all, all of the plays, but especially Danelle. So we'll wait and see where that plays out, Sean. Just before we let you go, how good could she be? I mean, mm. she's obviously powerful and she's athletic and the way she scored that last goal last night was, you know, <laughs> a bit unconventional. But Well, plus, we all know uh, basketball. But if I'm not mistaken, it's coming off the uh, temper text machine. 
I think, did she go with the right hand off the right foot as well? I think, I'm not sure she had the the, the the proper layup technique when she was using it. Oh. But anyway, it's a win in. That's the most well, important thing. Davey, can you just stop with your basketball analysis exactly. here, mate? It's netball. If it goes in, it goes <laughs> in. Right. Um, look, she's amazing. And isn't this why we love our Indigenous athletes? Because is they're just so natural for them. She's so athletic. And I can tell you, I'm six foot two, so I'm shorter than what she is, and I'm not that athletic. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's hard to be a tall, athletic woman. Um, and she just has that natural state of play. But she's also just so strong. Um, we've got to remember, she's not a bud. She's already 28 years old. Yeah. But um, she is going to bring so much to our game. I cannot wait to see her get out there more. She's mm. adding a super strength to that to that goal circle, which she'll do with Gretel Tippett. Um, Gretel returns after having a little bubba. Um, but, yeah, she has, yeah, the, the world at her fingertips, Danelle. She's absolutely phenomenal. And I wouldn't be surprised if she's the starting goal shooter for the World Cup next year. Well, I'll tell you what, Shani, off that last <laughs> night, uh, it opens up a world of possibilities for anybody who wants to sponsor that team because uh, the nation's talking about them this morning and last night. And it was a truly remarkable uh, turn of events that saw the game in her hand at the end of it the way it was and for her to deliver the way she did was kind of, it was absolutely remarkable. Hey, thanks for coming on the show and having yeah, a chat about it. We thanks, appreciate Sean. it. Good on you. No worries, guys. See ya. Shani Norda, Nee Leighton, joining us on the show.